Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today it is the Mandalorian Rewatch Chapter 3, episode title, The Sin. Obviously, the Mandalorian Rewatch, this doesn't involve Tavares, he's not here, but I'm joined by the wonderful Joseph George. What's up, buddy? What's up? And my friend Kyler Barnett. How's it going, guys? Good to see you, buddy. And sadly, Miles couldn't join us this week. Uh, he's he's bit busy cat, just like a just like the rest of us. But uh, you know, we put the time in. No, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Miles. We love you, buddy. Uh, and we we can't wait to have you back next week. Today, the Mandalorian season two trailer dropped. Bum bum. As of the day of recording. It is, yeah, that's the thing. It's definitely weird. Like, we're going to talk about this, and I'm so excited about it, but to know that, like, people are going to hear about it, like, a week from now, it's just so weird. Yeah. So we record all these episodes a week ahead just to make sure that we have Oh, uh, yeah, I guess spoiler alert. Sorry. Didn't know if that was some uh, behind <laughs> oh, the yeah, scenes yeah. stuff we no one was supposed break, to know. Break the fourth wall. No, it's just, it's fine. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the Mandalorian trailer dropped, and uh, I was kind of wanting to watch through it on the... Uh, on the podcast here and we can talk about it. All right. I'm going to pull it up right here and then we can, uh, I'll pause and talk as needed. And if you guys have anything to say, let me know. Cool. Let's skip that ad. So we open on the, on the, on a planet and we see the, uh, razor crest fly by and you're just like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. That beautiful fucking ship. Every time, every time. One of those engines isn't doing so hot though. It doesn't appear so. Yeah, that right one looks a little... Yeah, the right one. It's blinking a little bit and kind of shooting a little dust out. Yeah, it's sputtering. Mm -hmm. Damn, damn Jawas, man. (laughs) And then we got this voiceover from the armor. You must reunite it with its own kind. We see a sand crawler. I mean, not a sand crawler, Mm -hmm. yeah. Sand person on the back of a bantha. Fucking look at the little guy in the snow. Oh, so obviously he hasn't aged as much because no, that was one of the things Joseph was scared of was that I was going to be like hundred <laughs> years later. So obviously we're still uh, pretty recent. Yeah, we're still we're still here. And uh, at the fifty second mark, like Kyler was pointing out off mic, we uh we see a figure, a hooded figure, and uh, Kyler's Kyler was posing a or introducing a theory to me that this could be Ahsoka's Padawan or a, uh, an apprentice of some yeah, sort. Yeah, so apparently it's from uh, it's from the Ahsoka one of the Ahsoka novels. I get I, is what I've heard. Uh, I've done a little. Re- I haven't like read a whole lot of the Star Wars like stuff like that, like novels and stuff. But I, I someone just tossed out on Twitter that it could be uh, it's Hadala Fardi. I think that's how you pronounce oh, it. Oh, yo, it's yeah, a, I. 
I read the Ahsoka novel by uh, E.K. Johnston just a few months back, and uh, yeah, I thought you had tweeted that about would it. be you an interesting a, like twist because that, going, or maybe that wasn't Ahsoka. You I definitely did with something. Judging by the timeline, Ahsoka would have met Farty Uh-oh. at about uh, a, uh, a year. What's that? I th- I What's was that? like, I, are you talking to me? I'm, I'm just talking out loud. Yeah, I thought you I thought you tried to say something. No, I think I kind of like glitched out for a second. Like I heard like you say something, and then it cut out for like 15 seconds. So I was trying to like piece it back together. All right, but... I'll, I'll start over. I'll start over. No worries. All right. So in the timeline, Ahsoka would have met Farty just like a year after the Clone Wars. So like a year after the prequel trilogy ends. Mm-hmm. So where this takes place is about five years after Episode Six. That would make this character late twenties early 30s maybe so that's probably applicable that could be the case it could also be sabine wren from the end of the rebel series mm-hmm. yeah i heard that was another so i kind of just like scrubbed the whole comment section of that theory and i was just kind of curious to just read up i just like you know reading all that stuff and that mm-hmm. was another one of the theories that it could be her and i mean honestly i'm not i don't i don't really feel that strongly either way i just know that it's like i love these little like teasers like these little tidbits where it's like there's so much mystery like that's why i'm so excited for it to get here but at the same time i just love the anticipation of like a good trailer with like tons Mm -hmm. of like left to be desired oh and this this music in this trailer that's just building throughout Mm -hmm. the whole time is perfect is it just me or my bad you go you go if it's sabine I I think it's more likely to be her because she had the Darksaber at one point Mm -hmm. and it could just be a battle between Mando, Sabine, and Moth Gideon and they're just all going, you know, obviously Sabine can team up with Mando. They have a common goal. Her being a Mandalorian also. Mm -hmm. And I I, I think it's just a match made in heaven, honestly. I think they're going to be two little lovebirds. They're going to show their face to each other. It's gonna happen. No, really? You think? Calling it right now. I think. I think that if Sabine shows up, it'll be with Ahsoka, and it'll be for one episode. And I think mm. it will just be to set up a Rebel sequel series with uh, Ahsoka and Sabine on their search for Ezra. I don't think. Uh, I don't think there will be much of a storyline with them, other than Mando asking Ahsoka some stuff about Baby Yoda, and like, and obviously Ahsoka will be like, "Yo." I knew Yoda, and like, <laughs> I I knew this. Oh my gosh! Are we getting the confirmation that Yoda made Whoopi? Is that what we're gonna get from Ahsoka in, in this series? I mean, it's a it's a potential it's a potential confirmation from Ahsoka uh, here. I mean, I'm just I chills right now. I, I just I see it unfolding. <laughs> Let's uh, I'll hit play on this trailer again. We can move forward. Yo, I just love I I love everything about this. The chill, bro. The, I swear, if this season has a pirate arc, an arc where Mando oh. is battling on boats, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. <laughs> That's so gonna I be love, so fucking cool. That would be so sick. As we haven't seen that element before, like you've seen the no. like salt planet in uh what is that the eighth one uh. uh where you know, like, yeah, they've got like that whole like red, all the red and the salt yeah, and stuff. Great. Like, and then you've got uh, all kinds, but you've never really seen water that much. Like, it's not, it's just not that. I guess in uh, I guess in the most recent Skywalker. One, yeah, I you, guess you, you see Ray and uh, Kylo and that uh, run Endor. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but I mean, other than that, water hasn't been that centripetal. So mostly I, kind of space and land. That's it. Yeah, I mean, so or I'm, air. I'm looking. 
I'm looking forward to that. Maybe, and then we also get this view of a uh, Mando in some sort of fighting ring, or not in a mm-hmm. fighting ring, but outside of a fighting ring at about the uh, 125 mark, and he's walking into a some sort of vicious cockfight. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, so I think we're gonna get more into the underworld this season. Yeah, we I love that thing, element. I definitely think. I think. Oh my gosh, that part gave me chills. And also to back up a little, seeing the X wings. Oh, that gave mm. me like so much nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Just, Dude, I just, I just, such a perfect. I know. Perfect I just track. imagine the red leader here, and I just am like, mm. oh my gosh, Amazing. like. But I do agree. Like, I think we're gonna see a little bit darker. And I think one thing I noticed that stuck out to me, and it really didn't hit me until I just rewatched it just now, but it seems so much darker, like color wise. I know that mm-hmm. sounds weird because there is a lot of dark like settings and stuff but i feel like there's a lot more like bright color in season one or at least in my opinion i don't know that can be debated no i get get what you're saying i I get what you're saying for sure because in season one there was a lot of sand planets yeah so there was a lot of sun a lot of the time but this this entire trailer looks just cloudy kind of i think Mandalorian is so badass in that setting. Like, uh, just Mm. he's such a dark character. Like, you hit it on the head in episode one where you talk about him being Space Batman. I mean, just think about that, like, darkness, like, in a sense of literally just color is what we're, I'm like, that Mm. kind of thing. It just fits so well. Like, he sits in that environment so well to me. You know, he just looks like that guy that lurks in the shadows and just absolutely runs shit. There, th- there's a part in the episode we're going to talk about today that the entire time I was just like, Space Batman. Space Batman through and fucking through. Let's move on mm-hmm. with this trailer. Oh, yeah, we see the uh, whistling birds. Yes. <laughs> My favorite would be Yoda, bro. This episode. Yes. They come up in they this episode that we're about Yoda, to talk about. When he oh. closes his... Well, oh, it shows yeah. that he's learning, bro. Like, yes, he, he is. He knows what Mando yeah, is yeah. about. Like, cause in this episode we're about to talk about, he watches him use the whistling birds to take four dudes out. And he also (laughs) recognizes that they're fucking wild. They fly everywhere and fly through people's heads. So he sees him arm the whistling birds and he goes, Oh fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I was rolling. That shit had me so dead. I was like, Oh, I love how fast he moves because he's moved that fast. (laughs) He leaned over, hit that button, boom, back into bed. He was, man. And then Mando throws that knife into that dude's chest, oh. and he goes, "This is the way." No. God, <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing! Is such a badass thing to say after you just took down like four people. This, this is, the, is way. the way. Oh my God! Like a, this is just kind of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe he's looking at someone whenever he says it, though. Because oh, yeah, maybe he is. He's looking off camera. Like, uh, honestly, it could that. Oh, that storyline like gonna he's be showing cool. off. You think the whistling oh, yeah. birds left anyone in the room? <laughs> I mean, I I, probably. I, I mean, mean, here's my thing. When I wa- I don't know. Do we jump into that part just for a second here? I mean, I kind of touched on it. No, we'll get we'll get to it. We'll get to okay, it. Okay, because I we'll we'll come back to the trailer in that scene because there is something I want to say about that. There is a scene in this trailer too where it appears he's on some sort of ice planet. And there are theories yeah. going about that this will be Ilum, the planet where younglings get their Jedi kyber crystals. If this isn't going to happen, I'm going to be sad. I posed a theory to Joseph think... here. Oh, go ahead, Kyler. No, I don't. I didn't mean to butt in, but I really want to see something happen with kyber crystals. Even though this isn't a Jedi-centered show, just like see them like yet. 
like see it in person because in the trilogy you know in all the trilogies and all the movies you never really you might it's mentioned in passing kind of but it's never Mm -hmm. really like super dove into or touched on you know you see it in uh Mm -hmm. some other stuff but really in the movies it just kind of gets glossed over and i would love to see in the show just like see it and play out or have some sort of like mention that's a little bit deeper Mm -hmm. but i was uh what i posed to joe off mic was uh that there are theories going about the mando is going to be force sensitive eventually and that's why he's connected to baby yoda and stuff so my theory was that maybe he runs into ahsoka she tells them to go to ilum to get baby yoda a kyber crystal when they get there mando is drawn to a kyber crystal that's I feel like that would be crazy. So crazy. And when you first said it, when you first brought up that, like, you kind of wondered if Mandalorian might end up eventually becoming, like, Force-sensitive, like, developing that. Mm-hmm. At first I was like, no. Like, we get so much Force I agree. Like, I agree. But then you said that and him being drawn if, to a Bible exactly, Christian. If they do like, it that's so correctly. Natural. Yes, if they do so, it correctly. Like, that actually flows. That's, like, that's seamless. Like, I don't have – I wouldn't have a problem with it. I don't want it to just be, like – him not really showing any signs of it, like, a whole lot, and then all of a sudden, like, walking in and being like, yeah, just in case, I'll just grab one of these. Like, you know, you yeah. never know. But, like, that would be annoying. But that, like, that development right there, oh, I, I fuck with that. Okay. Another theory Another theory I posed to Joe was that perhaps Baby Yoda gets his crystal, right? But until Baby mm-hmm. Yoda can come to the size where he can use the lightsaber, Mando uses it. And the culmination mm-hmm. of the season is Mando versus Moff Gideon lightsaber battle that'd be crazy right (laughs) okay i just thought of something very random and i don't know why but if mando were to get a lightsaber the handle would obviously be made out of their current yeah it's that's obvious what if yoda's lightsaber you know it's a little small boy like yoda's Mm -hmm. what if the handle is made out of Yoda's cane that he used to walk around. Oh, it's very weird. Fucking it's, crazy. It's a, a weird wow. thing to pop in my head, but if it does happen, I'm gonna go buy a lottery ticket. I don't know how that it is. Would, some, I would love it. That is some baby Groot freaking yeah. Thor. Like that is yeah. Infinity oh, War. Dude, like, let me just breaker. chop off my. Let me just chop off my arm right quick. Type shit. But I fucking love it. Oh my god! <laughs> I do. I fucking love it. But yes, the the season two trailer was fucking impressive. It it got me even more hyped for this season. I I I think it's gonna be fucking great. So let's talk about the Mandalorian season one chapter three, the sin, directed by Deborah Chow and written by John Favreau. Overall, how do you guys feel about this episode? Okay, I really liked this episode, and I feel like that's gonna be the answer for almost. Every episode, I find that it's going to be hard to, like, really say anything other than, like, I liked it. We kind of went over this last last episode, like, Star Wars. Star Wars at its worst for me is, like, still, like, Star Wars. And this is is nowhere near Star Wars at its worst. No, yeah, exactly. So I just – I really like it. I like that it – instead of, like, posing Mando against, like, in the last episode, we see it with the – the mud horn and in this one it's kind mm-hmm. of different like you kind of see him stacked up against a lot of different things yeah he's got a, he's I got think, even more insurmountable odds yeah this one just feels really combat heavy like really just a whole lot of action and i love it it's crazy it really too, hasn't been there that it hasn't been that way yet 
you're absolutely right. And when I was taking my notes for this episode, I got, like I told you, my notes ran long for this episode. And it was because I was taking down everything that was being said because there wasn't an unimportant line. It was mm-hmm. like when I was watching it, I felt like I needed to write everything down instead yeah. of just being able to pick and choose the moments because there are so many direct quotes in this that like make the episode like everything was so important like it was and then the combat it was i felt like it was dialogue heavy yeah but then we got to a point like about halfway through where shit picks up and it's it got real gas it's all gas i know i loved it i think i like this episode like out of one two and three i think this one's my favorite favorite. because like we see a completely different side of Mando. Like, I mean, he starts catching He's feelings for Baby episode. Yoda. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it's just, I don't know. This episode's just beautiful. I think I had went into last week's episode where you see Baby Yoda use the Force the first time, and mm-hmm. I talked really highly about how Mando seems a little more, like, less Mando, I guess, in the last episode, yeah. like, combat-wise. Like, he's kind of getting, like, he's not as dominant, I guess you could say. I and like- I kind of felt like, after last week, I was like, man, I really liked episode two. Like, I that's one of my favorites. And then you just said that, and now I'm thinking about it, and I just rewatched episode three, and I'm like, this one's the best. See, <laughs> that's the thing, too, is that when I watched the first three, I remember coming off of this episode after the first time I watched it and just being like, holy fuck. Like, that was that was the end of an arc, you know? Like, they, yeah. that, now the story starts. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, because that was kind of just like a prelude. And it was it, fucking it, that's phenomenal. Exactly. It seems like an epilogue to a book almost. Like the like yeah. what the you would prologue, read before. Yeah. Or prologue, yeah, my bad. I guess epilogue. Duh, my bad. Uh but yeah, okay. that's what I meant. That's what I, I think meant. episode one and two were kind of slower and more setting up the scene of what the show's gonna be about. And mm-hmm. then episode three was just let's get into it, let's fucking go. And that's what happened. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So let's dive into this scene by scene breakdown, just like we do every week with episode three, The Sin. So we open up on uh, Mando and the Razor Crest, and uh, we see Baby Yoda in his little pod, and we get this view from behind his head, and he's looking directly at this uh, at, the, at the ball. You know, you know the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, everybody. If you don't, you know like, the ball. <laughs> nah, get get better. If, if you, you watch, know if you know Baby Yoda, you know the ball. Got to. And it it it. It motivates Baby Yoda to rise up. He's he he needs that ball and he needs it now. <laughs> Got it. And uh, <laughs> during this, Mando receives a transmission from a grief carga, and this another very video gamey thing for me. You know, he's like, "Bring him down." And he, he actually says, word for word, uh, "Not sure if he wants to eat it or hang it on his wall." Talking about <laughs> the client. Let's to Baby go. So, so I just want to. We take now have in show. We have in-show mention of eating Baby Yoda. I want to make a pause for just a moment and say that I heard Joe say when talking about Baby Yoda in the ball how cute it was. And I want you all to know that you can't see this, that in our podcast right now, Joe's name is I Need Baby Yoda in My Mouth. And that is not in an intimate way. It is in I Want to Eat Him Yoda. Okay, I'll get on. I'll get more in on this at the end of the we have, episode. We have we, we're dedicating a segment at the end of the episode to okay, Joe's. Okay, to okay. Joe's Apologies, I took the gun, but I just had to get that in there because maybe, I heard him say maybe so I'm, cute, and I thought, mm, maybe I'm pulling well, you, you know the that wrong way. You that know? percentage could go either way. No, you know, maybe that name oh. is com- a complete lie. You never know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess you don't. And uh, Baby Yoda makes his way to the little ball, and, he, and he's playing with it. Uh, but Mando stops him, and he lifts him up by the back of his little cloak thing, and sets and sets him back in the pod like he's like he's like this fucking like. Ew. I know it, he's really not that attached yet. No, like, not at all. Yeah, no. yeah. He, I mean, he's definitely full on. He's gaining like, an appreciation. I'm gonna drop like, him off. Like I'm just like mm-hmm. dropping him off, and it's like not my problem. Absolutely. Uh, they make planet fall on Navarro, and they head into the city, uh, looking for the client. And uh, Baby Yoda looks around, and we uh, we see the astromech droid that uh, they use to try and escape later, uh, and we see uh, some Jawas. <laughs> Fuck you, Kyler, and. Uh, uh. We see a tiny little astronaut. Did you guys notice the tiny little astronaut? What? I, I did not notice. I never tiny. noticed the tiny little astronaut. It's like a, a, a half second cut, and it's just a very small, small person. In, oh, I just saw it. In an astronaut costume. Whoa. What the fuck is that? What? what okay, is so is it is it talking with the Jawa? No, no it's, it's, it's walking, he's kind of walking. Like walking. It's walking okay. past. Okay, I have it on my TV, so I'm going to pull it up. But it's like really full-blown the focus of that cut. Like, you like yeah, I, I, I will right. maintain the conversation, but I'm just going to find it very quick. Yeah, so no worries. I'm going to I'm going to pro- I'm going to proceed. Uh they arrive at the uh the client's little hideout and they are uh, greeted by that seeing eye droid again. And the uh, stormtroopers see them in and they uh, bring the baby directly for the before the client and uh mm-hmm. The the way that the stormtrooper places his hand on the uh, on the little pod and Mando's like, "Hey, watch it." I was like, "Fuck yeah!" He's like, "There's there's the first symbol of that attachment." I like, know. Be fucking careful, yes. man. That's my baby. He literally <laughs> just put his hand on it. Like it wasn't even like that rough. Like he just touches it and he's like, "Hey." You're <laughs> like, "Hey, chill the fuck out, man." Yeah. And uh, so the baby Yoda is uh before the client and uh. The client goes, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy's a fucking Just creep. Really building the maniac, uh, the maniacality. That's definitely not a word, but I think everyone can attest. Now, if you're, probably if you've been sense. in a podcast and you said a word, it's a word now. Um, yep. <laughs> we next see a Dr. Pershing taking a scan of baby and he tells the client he's healthy. And the uh, client tells Mando that, uh, this bounty was of extreme importance to him. And, uh, that's why he sent so many fucking bounty hunters after it. And uh but to the winner, go the spoils. And oh. this is fucking cool. The yeah. contono of fucking Beskar, the way they pop that shit open, the way I, it's not, it's just I an know. ice cream maker. It's an ice cream maker. What? What like um, that's so badass and I can't help but feel like it's also so unnecessary. It's why also are ice cream makers thing. cool. And, like <laughs> that thing looks so cool. It's so badass. I mean, they modified it to to do what it does, but it okay. is at its, at its base just a, just an ice cream maker. Are you and serious? it's actually a reference to in the Empire Strikes Back while they're trying to escape Cloud City, there's a guy running in the background and they needed something to look like some futuristic device and some dude in the background <laughs> ran by with an ice cream maker. Oh and now, my god. Ever since that has had like its own little cult fan base within Star Wars. Okay, so we're gonna awesome. have to come back to that like that line, not the guy in the background, but like what that is, because I have something in my notes about it, and now I know that that's what it is. So like we're good. So we'll have to yeah. come. I'll touch on that. That yeah, and the fucking name for it, a comtono, a camtono. That's fucking cool. And I want, I want to call everything I put things in a comtono. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> um, but then uh. 
Baby Yoda is getting taken back to the uh, to the little room, and he looks back at Mando, and my heart just breaks into a million fucking pieces. Oh my god! And uh, he winds out. He does that little eh, eh thing, and Mando Mando's just like looking at him, like fuck, 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 fuck. fuck. Yeah, I love that he has a helmet on, so it's like you can't like see any emotion, but like but you know, you know it's there. It's like, yeah, you know it's there. It's definitely like. He's got a little glint in his eyes under that mask. Well, right? and that's what's beautiful about the mask too for the Mandalorian is that like no matter what, it automatically comes with the with the information that he's hiding his feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Like and that's part of his character. Like that's that's something he's felt he has to do. So like with a mask, that automatically comes with that. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to express feeling. He can just be the Mandalorian. He can just be the badass bounty hunter. If he takes the helmet off, he becomes a, a person, you know? Right. And he has mm-hmm. to take care of this child and shit. But uh, after the after that, Mando asks the client uh, what the plans for the baby are. What are you gonna do with it? Called <laughs> Baby Yoda an it. So technically, I don't know if the I, yeah, like I, relation. He, he constantly refers to Baby Yoda as it or the baby or the yeah. child. Never actually uses pronouns. Interesting. Interestingly enough, so we don't know. Baby Yoda could be a, a female. Maybe he, yeah he, he don't he don't want to check out like that's weird like that's it's an little, alien species tough. you don't even know like how would you know yeah and uh, so when he asked the client what his uh, plans for the baby are he says uh how uncharacteristic of one with your reputation <laughs> <laughs> the impressions are spot on tonight Joe with the, <laughs> Joe with the Mandalorian and <laughs> Colton with the client just killing it he says you've received commission and payment it is not the code of the guild. That these isn't it the code of the guild that these events are now forgotten, and I was like, "Damn, that's kind of rough." He's just wondering what the fuck you're gonna do to this baby. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a baby. Like, I feel like you can throw a little bit. Like, there's a little leeway in those rules. It's, a it's like, baby, hey, man, bro. if I bought you some the only reason that has killed like a gazillion people, I'm down to forget it all. But like, this <laughs> is a little baby who I found in a pod in a warehouse, like. <laughs> I just kind of and the only reason you deflect that question is because you have bad fucking plans yeah, for that baby. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But how funny? Uh, be honest. How funny would it have been for him to just be like, "Oh, we're gonna kill the shit out of this guy." <laughs> Mandalorian at the time is like, and he's right. just like, well, he just "Thanks for the out. honesty." And then, like, <laughs> uh, but uh, Mando makes his way back through the streets with his uh with his payment in hand and uh, arrives back at the Mandalorian covert. And uh, he again goes to see the armor, uh, and many Mandalorians come to see the uh, riches bestowed upon him. You know, yeah. he must feel uh, like a loaded. boss. Dude. Well, like he's she said, yeah. says that this uh, what she says the this largest, amount. I could, yeah, yeah, she could do like a whole bunch of stuff with it. Oh man, this scene. I guess if uh, I don't know if you have a little more of the like you know rundown you want to go through with this scene before I go into it, but there, I just I have so much to say. Well, uh, yeah, just uh, if I if you come to a point where you feel like you need to jump in, jump in, all right? And uh, he says that his armor is done for. He needs to begin again, which I thought mm-hmm. was a fucking cool way to say I need new armor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to begin like, again. Like, that's his identity. Like, yeah. this armor is him. So now that it's beaten to shit, I need to start over. Okay. Like, I need to be remade. I need so to be remade. Now, so now I think it's really cool because we talked about how vulnerable we felt like Mandalorian was. Not only physically, but, like, he looked like like he was like beating the shit yeah i think it's cool that now you bring up that that he's wording it that way and it's like it's a mm-hmm. it's like that's he gets a lot of his identity out of that like 
Mm-hmm. That that's a really cool parallel that I kind of like. We just kind of like, I guess, fall fell into right there, kind of incidentally. But I, I really yeah, like just kind of happened upon it. Yeah, um, I like that. But the uh, heavy uh, heavy infantry Mando, as he is referred to, uh, voiced by John Favreau, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. walks up and says that this is the uh, this is imperial payment that mm-hmm. they stole his best car in the Great Purge, and it's the reason they now hide underground. Yeah, and he seems kind of bitter. So okay, now I'm gonna jump in because this is where Go I'm. Go for it. So I love that he says this, that they bring up that it's Imperial, and there's almost a little bitter sentiment from the other Mandalorians kind of because obviously we know that the Great Purge, that was a lot of uh, you know, a lot of scummy behavior going on there, and that's kind of why they have to hide underground and everything. Like that's the horror yeah. that a lot of these Mandalorian have. And then I love when she starts doing the thing, you know, going through oh, yeah. And, and smelting and doing all that stuff. And I love the, first of all, I love the cinematography, the way that it mm. puts Mandalorian to the armor, the, or the best car getting melted and the way that the yeah. Imperial emblem collapses in on itself. That yes. just like, seems so powerful. It seems, it, I mean, Dude, it's, beautiful. it's pretty insignificant and it's like in a way, but it just is so like powerful when you think about it. And then when it cuts to flashbacks, when Mandalorian is sitting there, and having those flashbacks, the fact that there's the bitter sentiment from the other Mandalorian about bringing in this Imperial um, units and stuff. And mm-hmm. then, you know, to see it get repurposed not only into Mandalorian's armor is badass as shit. And that's like a whole deep layered thing that like yeah. this thing that represents a horrific and awful thing is now being turned into his protection. And like yeah. what finds his like comfort and strength in fucking awesome. Very, very powerful. Um, very powerful stuff. When you started talking about how, um, like, one thing, I, when we were talking about Yoda and when he left, you know, when he left Baby Yoda there and he, and he dropped him off, all that stuff, and he left, you know, you don't get a whole lot of a sense that there's a lot of second thoughts just yet. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. Not he's not a lot yet. Like, he's still feeling semi-ish okay. Obviously, you know, you've got the, hey, watch it. Well, it's, it's that part of the, he wants to hide his feelings. He's he's even yeah. suppressing his own feelings he's within like, himself. He's, like, he's lying to himself. In the end, he leaves, and he's kind of like, he's going to get his armor. So, obviously, his mind is, like, sort of at ease a little bit with it. You know, it's tough to mm-hmm. say, but definitely, like, he's not, like, rushing back just yet. Yeah. So, I, I, I personally and the way I interpreted it and the way I felt and was moved by this scene in particular where they're breaking down the armor and it's just flashing from the iron or the Beskar and then to Mandalorian and then the flashbacks come in. I personally interpreted this scene where you're seeing all these horrors, you know, these awful things happening, the Great Purge, and you're seeing, you know, a little Mandalorian. He's like just like all kinds of shook up and everything. You see this powerful imagery I personally feel like that sent, he lost his parents in the Great Purge. It was just all well, kinds of horrors. that's actually I not the Great Purge. It isn't? No, it is not because he's a foundling. Mm-hmm. That's not on Mandalore. Oh. Well, I just sound stupid now. No, but, you don't. I get the, I get the confusion because, like, well, I, I, I thought that the first time I watched it too. But he, he reveals that he's a foundling, right? And by this is a rewatch podcast, so I feel comfortable spoiling this. When he gets to when we get this full scene and that the, uh, Im- the fucking battle droid opens up the mm. fucking pot, it's a Mandalorian who comes and saves him oh. because they were coming to that. They were coming to that world to find foundlings. I'm assuming. Okay. So 
that's okay. Yeah, now it makes a little more sense. But thank you for putting that out because I would have sounded, I would have felt awful for people listening and being like, "God, this guy is just a <laughs> fucking idiot," and then all <laughs> the other guys just let this shit go unchecked. But really, though, it, I mean, even then, though, still the trauma that he felt, and then that abandonment of like his parents on. I think that that like that that imagery and why we get that flashback leads to him going back to get Yoda. I think oh, that absolutely that this is what this is what he's remembering. Mind. Yeah, I think that's kind of the trigger for him is like man, that was like well cuz he was a foundling, you know, he right. was just mm-hmm. a child who needed to be protected. Right. And I so I think that's why he goes back personally. I don't even think that's that much of a reach. I kind of framed it like it was, but it's probably oh, no, Yeah, you're you're abs- you're absolutely right. Uh we uh we see the armor and the heavy infantry mando go back and forth for a little bit here and uh he says our world was shattered by the empire with whom this coward shares tables and then he grabs mm-hmm. mando by the helmet resulting in a fight where we see yes. the vibroblades at work awesome. and those things are fucking cool now that awesome. i recognize that they vibrate <laughs> mm-hmm. that's so dope i just that <clears throat> and uh what a bold fucking move to start a fight by grabbing a dude's helmet by like the chin, like, and that's, that's like absolute... the worst thing you could do to a Mandalorian because it's yeah, kind of like, threatening. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking shoot them. your helmet right, off. Right, right, right. <clears throat> like it's not that hockey; a... they don't throw gloves, take their helmets off to fight. It's, it's you gotta leave that shit on. I mean, Absolutely I would have been not. curious to see the results of a fight like that. Mandalorian's armor is just gonzo. I mean, that dude's yeah. probably just getting probably. That's a Probably. dicey fight for sure. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, but the uh, the armorer cools down the situation at hand, talking to them about the way of the Mandalore. How uh, one who has chose this life cannot be a coward because they are both uh, the uh, the hunter and the hunted. Mm-hmm. You know. Can and, we just uh, appreciate how the same how badass the armorer is? Oh, dude, the the armorer like, is one of my favorite characters in the show, just because she's just always always steady. She, she never, yeah, never raises her voice. Noble. Like, yeah, if you get that sense, like, she's just like, well, and that's know. the thing too is that, like, in in the last episode, the uh, the Mandalorian says, "I'm a Mandalorian. Weapons are a part of my religion." Yes. So naturally, the armorer is, is like the Pope. Yes, <laughs> I, I literally to that. them, yeah, like the creator of their weapons and armor. Like, I mean. A lot of parallels. I mean, yeah. yeah, this is the way. Uh, and that's the, the first time. This is this is where we first hear this is the way, and we were just like, "Oh fuck yeah!" This is awesome. sure. I, I heard that, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's an awesome catchphrase." It's kind of like Wakanda Forever. How that like cha- like everyone was doing that like oh, for so long. And I now really, I really want to know who in charge at Disney or Star Wars or whoever the creative is who is like, I want to see the abandoned list of what they would say. Like, what were the other ones? Like, yeah. this is how we do it. Like, that, that's, like, <laughs> that's the, uh, like, I want to see the alternatives. Like, what were the, what were the ones they crossed out? How many did they go through before they arrived at this? Such is the way of things. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really do be like that. Like, the way this is. <laughs> but, uh, this is also where we first learned that they cannot take their helmets off. Yes. Under any circumstance, which is. I mean, I don't know how I like. How did that even come about? Is yeah, it, yeah. What she is, says earlier in the scene, our our secrecy is our survival, our survival, and our survival is our strength. So, 
the secrecy and keeping themselves hidden mm-hmm. is part of that strength, I guess. Yeah, but everyone yeah. identifies that mask and that armor as Mandalorian, so like, is it really yeah. that? Like, uh, I mean, they're so- always ready for one, and it's just, I mean, it's like a symbol. You know, it, it's kind of like they were talking about in the docu center docu series is that everyone in Star Wars has a silhouette, and you can't break that silhouette. And yes, I mean, absolutely. But with the ties with Mandalorians, like it's, it's just, I don't know a good analogy, but it's just a way of showing that that you're in this forever, or like until you take that helmet off. That is the last straw. If you're mm-hmm. out, you take the helmet off. That's your way of saying like I'm out, or you die. So I, I just think it's like it's sort yeah, of like a yeah, or like the Jedi's like they can't have relationships, and if you do it, mm-hmm. you're going to get kicked out of the Jedi Order, sort of thing. And it's it's maybe it's just the the Mandalorian's version of that. Well, it is like I think we mm-hmm. hear at one point he's like, uh, I think next episode he's like, someone asked him why you can't take the helmet off. He's like, because if I do, I can never put it back on. Yeah, exactly. And I think I was, oh, my bad. Phenomenal line, by the way. I can't. Yeah, I think the thing for like for me that line, like hearing him like them talk about how like that mask can't come off. I'm like, damn, we're really never gonna see what's under the mask. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's Pedro Pascal and like this and that, but like, is he gonna be mangled like underneath the mask? Like, what's he gonna look like under that thing? And then in the end, you get the reveal, and it's like that ass just Pedro Pascal, and it's almost like, man, like I'm not disappointed. (laughs) <laughs> but, really kind of like, worked up a lot of curiosity about what was well, going to be underneath that the thing about that scene too is that like he's really fucking beat to shit when they reveal his face mm-hmm. so i mean pedro pascal is a good looking dude but he's also like a good looking normal looking dude he doesn't look like overwhelmingly <laughs> beautiful yeah, yeah. so when, when he looks all beat to shit like that he takes off his helmet you're just kind of like oh it's just a normal fucking guy <laughs> 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 but maybe that's the point. It is the point. Like it, it that is yeah. part of the point. It, it you don't want like, Channing Tatum under I, there. Like, I just want to imagine that, like, if he ever had his armor come off and his like whatever uniform, he's just got a nice little like uh, beer gut going. Like he's just a real everyman couch potato kind of guy. Like that'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, next we see Mando tell uh, the armor that his damage was sustained from a, a mud horn, and she says that he will take that as his signet. But he's like, nah, fam, nope. you, you don't understand. This wasn't a noble kill. I got help from the enemy. And she's like, why did the enemy help you? And he was like, it didn't know it was my enemy. And I was like, oh, this is fucking <laughs> gut-wrenching. Like, <laughs> that's so sad. Dude, yeah. like, just really, like, the fact that he's, like, having to talk about it and, like, think about it this much, it's like. Yeah, he's like. Like, like any know. doubt that. He's gonna go back at this point. I, I like to think he's just like that. Question right there was like, why do I gotta go back? Here? Like, why am I going back? Like, that's just my imagination. Like, he's like, give <laughs> it. And uh, so she's like, okay, that won't be your signet then. With the extra ones, I'll make some whistling birds. They're pretty badass. And then he's like, but please save some for the foundlings. And she's mm-hmm. like, yes, always save some for the foundlings. The foundlings are the future. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love the way they all interact with each other. It's yes. Just, it's it's very great. professional. It is. It's all very it's all very uh, straightforward and uh I mean they don't they don't fuck with sub subtext. Subtext is for cowards. Uh they, that's true. They they yeah. do get right to the point. Mandalorians just all have a ton of burner accounts. That's just all it is. They just gotta get <laughs> from there. And then right here is where we get another forging montage where we get the 
back and forth between the slams of the hammer and the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, flashbacks to what happened to Mando when he was a kid. And uh, we see a more uh, a further reveal of the scene. We get a super battle droid that opens up the uh, the place where he was hidden. Therefore, that's probably where his uh, intense hate for droids comes from. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I if I killed my parent, I probably wouldn't like him that much either. I can't. I can't imagine. So, uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be some pretty fucking scary shit, though. Yeah, those are those are pretty imposing, and that's what's so cool about this show too is that like I've never looked at those battle droids and gone, those are particularly scary. But like that shot, if I was under there, I would be fucking oh, horrible. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-mm. And he's just so defenseless, and like. Mm-hmm. It shows like he had nowhere to go, but then like, oh my Who god! Whoa, Mandalorians. Sorry, I just had a revelation. I'm not. I, I don't think it's it's too good enough to no. go deep into. But maybe we'll save it for whenever that full scene gets. That's true. Over. That's true. Uh, next, we cut to the uh, cantina where uh, Grief Karga is just get just digging into another bounty hunter because he's like being on some fuck shit. I don't know. Mm. I didn't really <laughs> get what's going on, but. Uh, but then Mando walks in with his pimpin' new armor, bro. This man looks fucking drippy, and he's just drawing all the eyes in the room. And Grief Cargo's like, "They all hate you, Mando, because you're a legend." And I'm like, <laughs> I love Carl White man, <laughs> bro. He's fucking amazing. And Mando's like, "How many of them had fobs?" And he goes, "All of them, all of them." <laughs> <laughs> Way over the top, and I fucking love it. He's just like, all, just of them, all, like all on blast, like just right there, like. Man, like, what a... None of them, none of them could do what you did. It is really bold to have a full suit of armor, very reflective, like in a movie set or a, a movie setting. Yo, it's I mean... uh, it's crazy too because Karga tells us that this is the richest reward that the Parsec has ever seen, and yeah. he's just wearing it around. Yeah, I oh, mean, it's his livelihood. Oh, man, it's like that man's wearing yeah. the shit that is the most expensive. <laughs> Damn, that's the most expensive outfit in the galaxy. (laughs) Bro is just flexing on everybody. Okay, and uh, (laughs) and uh, Karga continues to tell him that he's like he's not jealous of him. He's like all these other people they're gunning for that armor, but not me. Your success Mm -hmm. is my success. (laughs) When you get the money, I get the money, and uh, I'm very satisfied with that. And uh, Karga's like, how can I uh, guarantee uh, or show you my gratitude? And uh, Mando's like. uh, more jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this give, dude give more. just like got the history, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm not gonna take a vacay or anything like that." Like, fuck that shit. Well, Let's get back well he's here. also just trying to get his mind off baby. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100 percent with that. Big time, big time. And uh, Karga's like, "Yo, chill the fuck out for a second. Get yourself a Comtono of spice. Lock yourself I, in the hyperdrive." That is the thing I had in my notes. First of all, Camtono, again, great word. Fire. Love the addition Fire. of the vocabulary. Second, this man basically just told Mandalorian, like, dude, you just, like, secured the biggest bag ever. Go get high as fuck. And, yeah. Like, just vibe. Yo, he like, also, he also told him, I can take you to the Twi'lek healing baths. Dude. I like Did the- we just get the Star Wars version of a brothel? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, I mean... Hey, if they they if they don't clear it up, like our minds are allowed to wonder any R-rated, X-rated direction we want. Like I like to imagine, like if they go in there, like Lamar Odom's just chilling, like just like <laughs> like just chilling in there. No, 
But he said a Camtono of spices, and by the time you come out of hyperdrive, I mean that's absolutely that's a, that's a fucking bar right that, there. That that's, is. That's, that's bars. I mean, that's gotta be it, it's weed. I, I can't imagine it in any. That's the Star. Well, you remember? You remember in the Rise of Skywalker when uh, Poe Dameron? We learned Poe Dameron used to push spice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and Finn and Finn was like, and Finn was like, you you sold spice. Get this your man, spice, and he's like making fun of him. Man is a galactic drug dealer, like what, yo, what and that made that just made me that made my respect for Poe just skyrocket. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> next, uh, Mando takes a seat with Karga, and uh, he shows him all the uh, fucking bounty pucks, and we get a view of a uh, one of the uh, bounties potentially, and it's a uh, Mon Cal royalty, and I think uh. We see this planet in the season two trailer of the Mandalorian. I'm pretty sure. Really, this uh, Karnak, that uh, the all water planet that he talks uh, about. Because mm-hmm. in this next part, he goes, "You're heading to the ocean dunes of Karnak." And uh-huh. in the trailer, I think we saw a lot of Mon Cal there. So, oh, okay. I don't know why. I don't know how it can. I don't know if it connects to this or if that was just like a. Just we're gonna go here eventually. Just know this place exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess we'll see. And maybe it's not even the same place. I don't know, but. I'm, just an idea. Uh, as Mando get Mando gets up and walks away, he's, uh, he's still being bothered by what the fuck they're going to do to baby. And he turns around and he's like, do you know what they're going to do with it? <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, no, I didn't ask. That's against the guild code, man. And he's like, but their empire, what are they doing here? He's like, bro, the empire's gone. Chill the fuck out. It's just nothing but fucking uh, warlords and mercenaries. All right, calm the fuck down. I think somebody, I think somebody touched on this in one of the last two episodes, but I love the way the stormtroopers, like who they are now, like they're they're, remnants. Yeah, they're basically. I mean, first of all, do they get to change out of those things? Like, do those get washed? Like, those things have got to just reek. I mean, we're talking however many years of just stench in that crotch. I mean, it's got to be, but, but. But but point being, I love the way that they're just like I, – I mean when the Empire fell, like not all of them died. So like I love the way they're getting repurposed into here as like basically like bodyguards to a degree. Like they're – Mercenaries. Yeah, they're I, I think that's – Soldiers for hire. Yeah, the, literally for hire. That's the word I was going to use. It's like oh, they were just on the streets like, hey, I got a day labor here. Like I'll protect <laughs> you. Probably miss all my shots. So like I'm not going to tell you that. So – yeah, I don't yeah. know. It could be because they're literally hardwired to be on that side. Yeah, they're just they they're fucking brainwashed at this yeah. point. I mean, it's just a lot of them. They see that logo, you know, the dude's big gold medal empire logo. Imperial, yeah. Sorry. What? A, wow. Anyways, I mean, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, empire. but then they're just like, ooh. Oh, I I was just saying the same. My bad. I I wasn't trying to correct you or anything. It was just the oh, same thing. oh. Did I say? Did we say the same word? You said empire. I said imperial. Ah, gotcha. gotcha. In essence, basically, it's it's either are wrong. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they're both correct. But yeah, they're just like, follow that guy. Yeah. (laughs) He's got the logo. The use of the stormtroopers and the way they're used in this is just like badass. Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, Mando makes his way to his ship, and he uh, sits in the cockpit, fires up all the systems, and he uh, goes to pull the le- lever that had the ball on the end of it. Oh, and it's gone. The ball. The ball. And, and he, he grabs it, he picks it up, and he looks at it all close and stuff, and he's, he's just moving real slow. He screws it back on all slow, and he leans back in his seat, and he's just like, 
fuck. And then he powers the shit down. He starts moving all quick, and I'm like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, go back for baby. I just gotta imagine in his head, he's just so pissed off. Like, god damn it. Like, he's like weighing the options. He's like, like, okay, I can either get back, go back, get this really cute kid that saved my life, or, and also start a war, or I can just go on and forget everything and take some of this spice, maybe. Have you guys watched that 70s show? Yeah. I haven't seen it all, but I'm like, I, I just started watching it like a month or two ago, and I'm like a couple seasons. I'm like five, season five or so. It just got taken off Netflix, so you'll never get to see it again. But uh, <laughs> is, in season in is. season one, when Hyde's mom walks out on him, and uh, he Red and Kitty, Eric's parents, come to come to see him, and Kitty's trying to convince Red to be like, come on, let him come live with us. And he's like all pissed the entire scene. And then he sees how Hyde is living and he goes, God damn it, Hyde, pack up your shit. We're fucking going back to the house. Fuck this. God damn it. He's like, I know. He's pissed that he's doing the good thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, God damn it. I can't believe I'm getting myself into this shit. <laughs> yeah. No, that's and, uh, exactly how I feel Mandalorian is. I, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, the music swelled that entire that entire time. He's he's here for the fucking baby, man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's this is it now. He makes his way back to the uh, client's place, and uh, he's making his way through a series of alleyway, alleyways, and he happens upon a dumpster with Baby Yoda's pot in it. And he oh. was like, "Huh? He's fuck dead? No." no. The heart goes, I would have felt. Oh, no, bro. I was I'm gonna fuck shit up. <laughs> I legitimately <laughs> thought Baby Yoda was dead at this point, he and I'm like, "No, what? my bad." Yeah, no, he, no, I'm a, yeah, he literally like fights so fucking angry, like he is just fucking them up with like so much like ease. It's just like dude, and the he, way the way when the little, more later, the little but, camera dude. comes out and he just fucking rips the shit out of the wall. Just like he's Ooh, had we'll it. To, like we'll get to my favorite thing in kid. any Star Wars fight ever here in a little bit. But uh, he makes his way to the rooftops and he uh, for some recon using uh, some thermal imaging and some sort of sonar technology mm-hmm. that he can hear shit. Uh, and he listens to the client talking to Doctor Pershing, and the client says, "I order you to extract the necessary material and be done with it." So they're trying to get some sort of DNA to clone Baby Yoda, maybe? Yeah, my first thought was force, like they're thinking force related, like is there some way they can get some kind of, which I know sounds dumb, but like they probably don't really understand how that works. Oh yeah, 100%. They have to run these tests and shit. So my way of thinking is maybe they're like, oh, let's see, this thing seems like it might have some like ties to the force somehow. Maybe we need to like see if we can get something out of it. Yeah, Which, like, sure. obviously sounds pretty dumb, but like I said, they probably don't know they that don't know that's not really how it functions. So, like, Or clone it. Yeah, I was thinking clone it because Dr. Pershing, there's a little mm-hmm. patch on his shoulder that uh, is worn by the people on uh, Camino where the uh, clones were made. For really? The yeah. You are so good at noticing shit like that. I had never seen that. Yeah, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's I mean, very, very subtle. Kudos to you. I feel like you say that to not hurt our feelings, and then we'll go rewatch, and it's just like this whole. <laughs> it's the main. It's the main focus. It is his fucking forehead, just like right in the middle, just right there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh shit! I lost my place in my notes. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, All right, I'm back. Listening, yeah. listening. 
after some uh, jumbled audio, the uh, Pershing response, he, uh, he's explicitly, he has explicitly ordered us to bring it back alive. He has explicitly ordered us to bring it back alive. That's Gideon, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mystical key. Right. Yes. I'm assuming. And the client says back to him, finish your business quickly as I no longer can guarantee your safety. Is that, was that a threat on his life? He was <laughs> yeah. like, if you don't do this shit, I'm going to go ahead and kill you here, right, here and now, right? Probably. It's rough. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a rough game. Life's a dirty game. You got to play dirty to win. Uh, man, <laughs> Mando has had enough by now. It's time to move. He breaks, he, he knocks on the door. He breaks the seeing eyeball all full of fucking rage and shit. And then a couple of stormtroopers come out, but he's already making his way to the back of the building. You know, he puts a little bomb on there. Boom. Blows that mm. bitch out. And, uh, now, now, uh, he's, he enters and goes to work simple shoots down two stormtroopers fights another to the ground grapples one by the waist and stabs him with the vibroblade in the back i was like holy shit this is fucking brutal that that was crazy to me because like he's just been he'd been using his blaster the whole time and like obviously having zero problems and then all of a sudden it almost just seems like for fun he's like let me just absolutely like this dude yeah just let me just freaking use my in that moment like it's easy in star wars to forget that their blasters kill yeah, because they all of them do it just so fucking boop boop boop. Mm. All of you die, ha ha ha. Yeah, usually nobody ever gets hit almost with the yeah, storm. The Mandalorian at this point, I see him stab this dude through the back, and I go, "Oh shit!" Everyone we've watched him shoot, he's definitely killed. Yeah, <laughs> there's no doubt. <laughs> and uh, so he's got a he's got a fucking body count by now. But uh, he, uh, he, but dude, that fucking stab was fucking brutal. Uh, he catches uh, his first blaster bolt on the new Beskar. Uh, no worry though, the stormtrooper's definitely dead. Uh, he come, <laughs> and he comes face to face with uh, Doctor Pershing. Points a gun at him. Pershing's like, please, please, no. The only reason this baby's alive is because of me. Yeah, and, uh, I, I kind of like that. Like in this imperialist world, you get more of the like. One foot in, one foot out, bad guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I they think Pershing, like Pershing has like a conscience. He has a conscience, but he, like, is also working with the bad guys. But, like, in a lawless world, you kind of, like, what other choice do you You really do what life's a dirty game. Yeah. You got to play dirty to win. Yeah, right. But, I mean, I guess you kind of see it. Like, you see, um, oh, shoot, I'm totally blanking. But in the last movie, the, um, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, what's, uh, I'm blanking on his name. He's, a huge character. I should know his name, but he, he's on the, no, he's on the dark side or he's on the, Imperial. yeah, well, no, it's the other guy, the guy that he's met, he's pissed oh. off because he feels like he gets no respect. And then he, why am I blanking on the name? Oh, yeah, Huck. The, yeah Huck. General Huck. Yeah. Thank there you. We go. Okay. I don't know why I was blanking so freaking hard. I feel so bad. My people are going to think my intelligence level is like zero, but that's okay. Um, I guess he, I guess he's kind of like shows the one foot in one foot out thing. I kind of reference, but like still, I just think it's, it's nice. It's encouraging to see like, it's not just like Pershing a galaxy with a conscience. Yeah. Pershing wasn't Pershing wasn't like, yeah, let's kill him. He was like, uh, yeah, he's like a kid. Like, am I the only one that sees this? Like he's literally a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Mando sees baby laying out on this table and he sees the little medical droid float floating above it about to like prick him with like a needle so he shoots that bitch down real quick and Pershing's like hiding his face he's like please please don't please don't and again very space Batman by the time Pershing looks up Mando has made off with 
Baby Yoda. I'm glad you brought I, – I think we're going to come back to that reference a whole lot. I just love that. It's so perfect. Constantly like Batman. <laughs> it's it, it's you. I mean, think about in Star Wars and like the movies and stuff. You don't really get a character like that exactly. I mean, I guess maybe if you want, it's hard to say. Darth no, Vader is one. It's it, it is Mandalorian. Like yeah, there you isn't can't, a Batman. Yeah, I mean, the only thing you've got for Vader is he wears uh like the same color, I guess. But like in terms of the actuality and like who he is, like no, not even close. Yeah, for sure. And uh, on Mando's way out of this uh, room, uh, he runs into a couple stormtroopers who were dumb enough to try. And uh, after those two come some more. And he electrocutes electrocutes one to death, shoots another, and then one the last one, he burns alive with his flamethrower. And you hear all the screams. All the, and Baby Yoda's just watching along. Yeah. I, I just, I can't. I mean, I love the versatility. Like the man is just like one weapon to the next, and it's oh, dude, it, awesome. it's lethal. It's what's so. It's oh, another yeah. thing that makes him very Batman esque is that he has so many options at his disposal. Mm-hmm. I think that, and then I think in an episode where it's so combat heavy, like where there is just so much fighting and so much action, I think you have to make it very different. Yeah. Throughout the episode, because it gets—I'm not gonna say it gets stale. I—I I don't know if I'd ever get tired or bored of Star Wars seeing anything. But that's but not like, what Star Wars is. Star Wars yeah, is innovating, you know. It's so like those fights, there's so much different like ways that like. I mean, I gotta be honest. I haven't seen someone just get stabbed in the back by not a not, not a lightsaber, like a knife or burned to death. Yeah, like that's. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's like, yeah, that's crazy shit right the, there. The way, uh, like, the way they introduce so many different ways, like it's the cool. only other death that I can think of that was like near as brutal as this guy getting burnt to death, and we hear all the screams is Maul in the last uh, in the last Clone Wars arc where he cuts the dudes in half oh. when he's walking down the hall and he like cuts off heads and cuts off people at the waist and shit. Like that was brutal. That was dark, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah. The the flamethrower gave me real uh um Grandmaster Thor Ragnarok when he uses the melting stick and yeah. he melts <laughs> alive and he's just screaming. That's kind of the vibe. He loves that flamethrower though. Oh, he really ah, did. A... And it comes back to bite him in the ass later that he that he mm. did this so much to this dude. Uh, uh-huh. but when he enters another room and it appears that they have him surrounded, Mando surrenders surrenders, he lays down baby Yoda and uh, goes to his knees. And very slowly, he arms the whistling birds, and they take out everybody in the room. <laughs> oh, man. So, awesome. so a, fucking cool. One of, dude, what a beautiful weapon. Oh, You're, dude. And I'm so glad that he's going to be able to use them again. Yeah, mm. I think my thing is, is like, like I said earlier about how there's so much action in this episode, you need different, like, it can't feel like, oh, he's just blasting every single, he's just blasting his way out. Mm-hmm. You don't buy that with Mandalorian. Like you don't buy, especially when he's so outnumbered. You can't just buy yeah. that this is that good with a blaster that he can take them all. I mean, I, okay, I would buy it, but like you don't want to see. They're not going to make that be the way he gets out. He needs to have something on yeah. him that. So introducing that weapon, and you see four people, and you're thinking like, oh, it looks like there's a fuck ton of those little whistling bird things. Like it looks like there's at least like what twelve, fifteen. I don't yeah. know. Like hard to quantify, but I mean, definitely more than four. Yeah. So first of all, when I see it, 
it, I, it didn't when I when I watch this episode and he walks out and he picks up Baby Yoda. I'm like, what the fuck stopped these things from just hitting Baby Yoda? Because yeah, no like, shit. there's two ways of thinking. I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's like a it's like a it picks up like a thermal trace and it just hits everyone except you. And I'm like, okay, well I would kill Baby Yoda. Yeah. Or I'm like. These things are just fucking random as shit, and, like, Yoda just got lucky as fuck he didn't get one in the dome. Like, that would explain why baby Yoda just goes fucking, oh, shit, and shuts the that, shit. That, that's my only way of thinking, is, like, they're just totally sporadic, and it, like, happened to hit all four of them and just miss everyone else. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think they're homing in some way. Like, yeah, the Star Wars technology is insane, and... The fact that it's it hit like, them all mid body, like at the same like spot, low, like, grade, low grade technology is like Wakanda technology and Marvel. Yeah, I totally agree. Like it definitely was homing, but like it's just funny to imagine like it's either this or that. Like yeah, true. that'd be funny. Like, that'd be funny to pose that like these things were totally random and Yoda just happened not to get hit. Oh, but yeah, my, Mando. In. Sorry, <laughs> Mando calmly picks up Baby and he walks out of the building and. uh we cut to the cantina where every bounty hunter has their uh, – Oh, this was so – Did you ever see John Wick 2? I haven't seen 2. This is exactly how John Wick 2 ends. That's so awesome. The tracking fobs, like all, all the assassins in New York City get like a notification <laughs> like your target is now John Wick. Sorry for the spoiler. But <laughs> your target is now John Wick. So <laughs> everyone, everyone in the city is like getting a text and getting a text and you're watching all these people like – he need, like you're after this guy now. So like it gave me those vibes. Just all these tracking fobs started beeping, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" This is no, so the cool. tracking that scene, like all of them, and then they slowly start moving in, and you mm-hmm. hear those. Beeps. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I love. Mando's making his way downtown, walking fast. When you see and he's homebound, <laughs> he's when <laughs> his hand over his gun. Like I just love that. Like he's. Oh, He's like, I just capped all these stormtroopers. Like, I just want to get this little baby and just go live my life. Like, let it's me go. Wonderful. But in the streets, he's greeted by Grief Karga and the guild. And they are fully surrounded. And Karga and Mando exchange words. Uh, nonetheless, Mando's is not going to go down without a fucking fight. And, no. uh, this draw and fire from Mando is easily the coolest shit he ever does in the show for me. And here's why. There's so much behind this draw and fire, Okay. He's got this baby that he is now protecting with his life no matter what. With no pod. It's just a blanket. Like Yes. And in this in this moment, he has to decide whether or not he can give this baby up and certainly walk away with his life or potentially die protecting it. Right. And he calmly just stands there for a second and then fucking just and yeah. shoots one of them, dips yeah. into that fucking into the fucking uh, uh, speeder and he holds the <laughs> astromech wow, droid at gunpoint. So... It's fucking fucking kick ass and drive. It gun point. <laughs> drive. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Karga being halfway intelligent as they're all shooting at Mando shoots the astromech and gets him to stop moving. Amazing, nobody else thought of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, after a tense and silent standoff. One of the bounty hunters gets disintegrated. Dude, see, another, oh my gosh, I freaked oh. out when you see the little, uh, you know, it's like a two prongs basically is what Yeah, and you like sneak out in front. Slip out and Ooh. it's like nobody's noticing. I'm like, oh, y'all fucked up. Like y'all are getting disintegrated now. Like it wasn't you know, enough to- The view we got of them, getting, 
the view we got of them like through his scope disintegrated kick ass so freaking awesome i fucking love that shit injected into my goddamn veins it was so (laughs) karga yells out that's one impressive weapon and um mando lays down his uh terms he's like i'm gonna walk to my ship with the kid and y'all are gonna let it happen (laughs) and karga fires back he's like nah we take the kid and if you try to stop us will kill you and strip your body for parts. And I was like, damn, that was that was a lot more intense than his threat. <laughs> um, <yep. laughs> and uh, Mando engages a couple more bounty hunters after this, and it opens up opens them up to getting cornered. And they begin closing in on him, and he uses his flamethrower to keep them at bay. And But because he used so much fuel already, shit runs out on him. He looks down at the baby, knowing uh, he's out of options, and this is probably where he dies. That's probably what he's thinking here. He's like, yeah. shit, I've, I've fucked up. <laughs> Not I've fucked up, but like, I've made this mm-hmm. choice. This is what's going to happen now, I, I guess. And uh, then here come the Mandalorians, baby. You see those oh. jetpacks rise up. Bro, one of my... This this part makes this episode one of my favorite bits of Star Wars mm-hmm. content we've ever gotten. Like this episode is probably my favorite of the series so far, and it in large part is due to this. Mm-hmm. This is so cool the way they all come out of the come out of the shadows to protect Mando and the baby because this is the way. And I was it's so uh, it's so good because you see like when he's in the armor room earlier in this episode, and you know you get that bitterness. You know he almost fights the heavy in- infantry Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you almost get the sense that like they don't. I don't know. It's not that you think everyone in there hates Mando, but like, there's just that uh-huh. like, oh, are they are they really gonna go to bat like for each other? Like how? I mean, these are supposed to be a unified people, like protect and all that stuff. And they really and, like, do. By code, you're kind of wondering like, damn, he's really hung out to dry. Like until I see them come out, I had not. I it hadn't even crossed my mind that they it hadn't even out. occurred to me that that might happen. I never even thought that they would come help him. And then all of a sudden, just all these jetpacks flying in, and it's like, oh it shit! Amazing man. And uh, heavy Mando tells normal Mando to get the fuck out of here. He's like, uh, but Mando's like, you'll need to relocate the covert. And uh, heavy Mando's like, this is the way. And I was like, fuck yeah! That's <laughs> my exact notes. <laughs> all so caps f u u u c k space y e a h h h h all caps <laughs> good i mean the fact that they're willing to sacrifice that and like go to that length it's just like wow like damn this, these people are really like doing no blast work in the shadows like no they they don't want the glory amongst all of the people which they get yeah. indirectly, but that doesn't. I mean, they hide, so it's not like they're walking into cantinas like, "Oh, I'm a Mandalorian." Like, look, I'm like, a Mandalorian. Yeah. I would like a drink on the house, please. Like, no, Mandalorian. Like, yeah, like they're they're doing it for the code. Like they're doing it for mm-hmm. their own people. You know, it's just fucking, mm-hmm. it's just so cool. I think my favorite part of the scene is how many bullets or blasters are being fired at Mando, and just how still. He is still like he's been through oh, this before. He's, he's been in this not situation, phased. but the only time he gets nervous is when he's cornered in. He looks at Baby Yoda and he just stares. He's like, "This is the I'm dying for you." Like, I don't know. I, I, it was it's, just so. And this, like you said earlier, this episode is where we see a different side of Mando, and it's mm-hmm. this is where I 
realize the show was taking a different direction than I thought it was going to. Yeah. I didn't like, I didn't know. I thought um, maybe it would result in this like powerful connection between yeah. the two of them, like a father son relationship, but I definitely like, thought it was going to be rough this and tough. And like, this part makes it so evident. Yeah. I, mean, I definitely had, I'm kind of with you. I definitely had, when I heard about it, you know, I'm thinking, Oh, like bounty hunters, we're talking like Django Fett types. Like, yeah, there's like, this is rough and tough. Like there's going to be grit. This is going to be like, yeah. in my head, I'm thinking like anti-hero type show. So am I. But, and then in the end, he's freaking basically adopting the baby Yoda. <laughs> and like, we're basically watching just a dad protecting his kid. Yeah. It's like, wow, what a turn. Like, what a twist. It's fucking, it's fucking glorious though. And uh, Mando runs to his ship where he comes face to face with Cargo one last time. And uh, Mando fills the ship with smoke and then he smokes Cargo with a, a bullet to the chest. And do you think he shot him exactly where he knew the Beskar was? That's oh, But how would he know I, that? Earlier in the episode, he pulled it out of his pocket and showed him like exactly where it was. I feel like he knew that eventually Cargo would – like he was never going to be out of the picture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, like – I say, obviously, if he kills him, yes. But I think he knew, like, there would be some point in time where there's some scenario where, like, he could either probably smooth things over with Karga and still get stuff out of him and use him, or be that Karga was, like, uh, you know what I'm, you you get what I'm trying to say? I get get what you're saying. I get what you're saying for sure. And I'm so glad Karga's going to be a big part of season two. I definitely think. I, I had just when I rewatched it, it didn't really occur to me the first time, but after the rewatch just now and I heard it I heard the ting, you know, you hear that that mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like flesh. Like it doesn't sound yeah. like it hit him. Like it hit something else. And in my head I'm thinking, Oh, that seems so deliberate. I mean, who are we to doubt Mandalorian? His shot is cold as fuck. That man oh, is nasty with the blaster. If, like if he wanted to hit him in a lethal spot, I feel like he would have. That's true. Yeah, and I mean like maybe it was just luck for cargo but i don't know it just seems like oh Mando no i don't think it i i, I literally okay in the docu series they talk about that he was just going to be like a character in a few episodes and then they were going right. to kill him but then they You're kept right. him in because of how good of an actor he is dang You're he was right. supposed to die right there you're probably right. You're probably right. That probably was where he was supposed to die and then they probably did rewrites based yeah. on tests of his character. Unless they rewrote it completely, like how he lived sort of thing. But that literally was the original plan. That's insane. Yeah, you're, you're right. That probably that would make sense. That that probably is originally I where mean, he dude, was I mean, dude, it's Apollo die. Creed. Did they really uh, think his acting chops weren't going to be fucking A1? Like, you don't think you need Apollo Creed? I mean, he's Carl fucking You don't fucking think you need Weathers, Apollo maybe? fucking Creed in your show? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. That man is sticking around for the long haul. No doubt, no doubt. And on his fly away, Mando looks out his window to see a flying Mandalorian. And he's like, Fuck, I gotta get one of those. <laughs> Okay, sorry if that sounded wow. awful. I totally just lost my mic off my head there. But um, anyway, <laughs> Colton, Colton and uh, Joe yeah, are the I only mean, one that saw that. I, but, like, if you guys that listen, I just know that it was probably really clumsy looking. But, uh yeah, it, oh, it was. It was indeed. I but, love yeah, it. I love I, that line. Like, I gotta give you one of those, bro. And I'm so. And he's he's he gets one of those. He indeed does. Mm-hmm. Get one of those. 
season two season two he's gonna have a jetpack i think it's so badass because like you see him get this brand new set of armor and you see all these people that are not mandalorian be like damn this motherfucker rolling deep like he's gets mr nice watch like drippy out here with the fucking goddamn armor like full set looking cold and then they got jetpacks and he's like damn like i'm really not shit yet like i gotta get a jetpack like, I, I feel like he's probably seeing yeah, himself I, a little, I, I but, like, you know what I mean? Little. He's like, damn, I need a jetpack. Like, that's so badass. <laughs> and uh, on this flyaway, we see little baby Yoda stretching, reaching up for the little ball, and Mando oh unscrews God. it and hands it to him. And I just, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. We'll I just think, like, after how that. funny is it that it's, <laughs> like, we have came back to this little metal knob from, a like, gear shifter or something and it's like we it's yeah that, but it's but we're not everyone like it's literally we're not just us it's everyone yeah a a gear shifter on a on spaceship search yeah, up they, i i bet they yoda ball gears. you're going to get millions of tweets about how fucking glorified that little metal ball is in the star wars like fan club i hate oh, myself fucking, i just said star wars wonderful. fan club. I, what the fuck was that but that, without that, that ball, Baby Yoda would have been dead. Without that ball, Baby Yoda would have been dead because because Mando wouldn't have wouldn't have thought twice about it. You know, he looked at the ball; it was mm-hmm. gone. And he was like, "That's it. I gotta go yeah. back." Then I would eat him, or would then I? You would, segment. So to top gotta off this it. episode, we gotta talk. We gotta talk about where Joe stands this week on eating Baby Yoda. Last week, I think we ended on about a 40-60 split in favor of not eating him? Yeah, I think it started at 70-30, maybe even 80-20. And then I got down to 60-40. It started out at 70-20. And then I know eventually slowly crept up. Yeah. It was very quick, but I did a lot of research. Surprisingly, He he did what he said. I actually researched, and there are many, many people who want to eat him, but there are many, many you more. It like it's a revelation. Like, that makes sense to me. <laughs> you... Yeah. I cannot believe it. There but are wait. far more people who do not want to eat Baby Yoda <laughs> than there are that do. But. But. So. My thought process was he's really, really cute. And sometimes you say to babies like, oh, my God, I just want to eat you. Or I, I want to okay. squeeze you, you know. So. That is a natural reaction because I've, you I've actually been weirded out by it. Your yeah, sentiment, you would, I think, would, is spot yeah. on. Like we're announcing, I just don't want you to. Think oh, you're, you're right. That is a thing that people say. That's a thing. Every yeah. time I've ever yeah, heard like, it, I, I always go, "Oh God, like, that's just yeah. so weird to me." And the psychological, or the psychology behind it, I, I guess I became a psychology major over the weekend, I am which was pretty cool. Studying Baby Yoda, actually, did, like, but anyway. <laughs> Like I bet you, I did. I swear. Took, like, I told you I would do it. And I did class for this. Like that's what I like to imagine. Like a crash. <laughs> but well, <laughs> so where have you landed here? What's your research uh, led you to? I don't know. Okay, there's a little bit more I gotta say because it's important. Because right now it. I'm going. Okay, so that emotion that you feel when you want to eat a baby or squeeze it, it's we don't have an emotion for that. And the way, the reason we say it is because it's so outlandish 
that it shows our love for like a you baby. You are so cute that like okay, I would do okay. this unthinkable. When, thing when you first you. said exactly. it and it described it without going and like connecting the dots at the end there, I was like really, mm-hmm. uh, really just laughing at how absurd it sounds. But but I'm gonna be honest, you're kind yes. of swaying me now. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> I'm actually really following and kind of buying it. No, but I'm uh, uh, psychology aside. <laughs> There's ethics too. I did an entire research on the ethics of it too. So I did psychology, ethics, and then just the normal average public, would they eat it? Okay. Because I knew there was ethics behind it, you know? You think. You look at a cow and and you look at some animals and you're like, damn, those are really cute, but I still eat them. And you feel really bad about it. And not this guy. That's why people go vegan because they look at an animal and like, oh my God, I eat that. Also, that's exactly why I went vegetarian on the opposite side of the spectrum. You have like dogs, cats, the things that we deem too cute to eat. So there was an entire argument on is baby Yoda actually cute or not? Because in reality, he kind of ugly. His teeth are fucking weird. His his ears are big as fuck and he's He's fucking green. green. He's, He's green. green. See, that's the thing, though. Is it baby Yoda is cute the way that white women call <laughs> old people cute? You're right. You're right. I love You're the way that this conversation right. has digressed into white women calling old people cute. Yep. Well, because but the that, crazy that, thing I mean, is, oh, you're such a cute old sorry. man. It's like, no, he's not. No, I'm like, sorry. No, you're right. Not. He's ugly as fuck. He's wrinkly as fuck. His ball sack is fucking disgusting. Think about it, man. Literally every part of the body is saggy, bro. Even their face. Okay, but there's this... Okay, so now, basically, you deem animals too cute to eat. So the question becomes, is Baby Yoda ugly enough to eat? And this is when I went to the general public side of the research. There's many, many polls on Twitter, many, many, and that's yeah, – the numbers are not on the eating side, but you go on Reddit. That way, number <laughs> skyrockets. The way you pose the, – the way you phrased that, is Baby Yoda ugly enough to eat, is very important. It is very important. He is so cute that I wouldn't eat him, but I – I do happen to think that he is ugly enough to eat. Right. I, I honestly right? think I have just right? more questions now. I, I feel less sto- solid about either side now than I did before this episode. Exactly. And, and to be honest, I'm I'm I. This has actually made me more sure than ever that I do not eat Baby Yoda. But my loyalty is every, everything about this conversation has led me to, has led me to being like I can. No, here's the thing though. I. That's not how I feel personally. Like he's not so ugly that I would eat him. But I get I, okay, from an okay, objective okay. eye, Fair. I can look at it and go, okay, I see that. But I think he's literally the most adorable thing that's ever existed. See, so, now I'm really lost. Okay, Joseph thinks he's cute, him. but if he's about to say that he's ugly enough to eat, now I'm really, really on where we stand. Okay. So this oh, is okay. where it, where it all comes together. The last portion of the research of the general public was looking through memes. I mean, it's a very important well, thing in our culture, and we we got it. We got to respect the memes. 
You know, it's not an article. I mean, not I think it's so anywhere, important that this is where it ended. I think if you end anywhere else, you just have no solution. Yes, exactly. You're right. And an overwhelming amount of Baby Yoda memes are is not the teacup, the little teacup or soup cup he's holding. No, it is about eating Baby Yoda. It's about blending his ass up in a blender or uh-huh. making him into a cake, eating that. Well, or, okay, for that for that part, you have to take into account what Twitter was about in 2020. Twitter was on making everything a fucking cake, man. That can't just be Baby Yoda. You think I just went on Twitter? No. Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. I, I wanted to get all bases covered. And so I literally tallied eating versus non-eating Baby Yoda memes. And I shit you not. I looked at a, I looked at a hundred Baby Yoda memes across each Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. Okay, there's this so many people who want to eat Baby Yoda. These are the numbers. Right. You ready for the numbers? Yes. There are out of the 100 memes each, in total 300 memes I looked at, which oh. is kind of insane now that I look back. Oh no, I, no, I, I, I respect the hustle. I, I would assume it's a a good it's a good sample size. So I hope the math yeah. goes out for the. Okay, it's, it's I know. Good. I'm sorry, um, but the numbers are. I have them right here. 187 of them were eating Baby Yoda. That's an overwhelming majority. That's almost 200. That is almost 66% of people. No. Okay. Okay. But also, you have to take into account who's the person making eating uh, a Baby Yoda eating meme. It's the people who want to eat Baby Yoda. Okay, or they're doing it for the meme culture and trying to get some likes on social media. You're not wrong. You're not. I mean, your sample size is very solid, and the fact that the fact that there are as many not eating baby. What, what would that be? 123? Is that yeah. 113? Is that where we uh, land? Mm-hmm. That's that's enough to make me go. Okay, I was fucking wrong in saying that the majority of people who are making these memes would yeah. automatically go. I'm eating baby Yoda. So but I mean, what to grab out of this? In summary, let me let me let me let me tell you. The psychology side, it wins with I baby Yoda's cute, I would never eat him. The ethics side is obviously still I would never eat baby Yoda. But the general public in would. practice in <laughs> practice, not theory, would eat the fuck out of baby Yoda. I am ninety percent oh, eating him, ten percent have- not. That's a massive Dude. launch. <laughs> it was for jumping that much. I mean, I am still a hundred percent not eating baby Yoda because I fucking love the shit out of him. But like, Dude, no, you, I, out once of respect you look, for Joseph's hustle, I'm going 95, 95. not eating him. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I have to tell you. Yeah, I'm not eating. I was thinking about eating baby Yoda so much that I thought of <laughs> oh, the ways I okay. would eat him. Obviously, okay. should we save this for next week? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice little tease for uh, for episode four. That'll be our sign off segment. Let me give you a little little uh, tease, Baby Yoda, or a little and not not, not recipes decorated. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Baby Yoda. We're talking about using Baby Yoda. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's only one, so like you gotta really pick <laughs> oh, yeah. one you like. Like you gotta really find the one, and that's important because my hint for the episode is that. He's a little dude. You gotta cut him up to to try different meals with him. 
That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Can't wait. <laughs> what, are you just going to use his whole body on one thing of freaking ice cream? No. Ice cream? That's not where I thought that was. Okay, I'm excited this, now. I, I, ice cream thing. wasn't even fucking occurring to me. But the fact that it occurred to you to, is, is a good indicator for me. I'm excited to talk about this next week. Dude, this, this. is probably one of my best and most fun homework assignments of all time. Well, oh, you're you keep doing it. Keep looking. At I just some, like to imagine that Joseph like to totally use. failed any yeah. assignments from last week in his classes and just did this. And like I, <laughs> hey, honestly, I think you should have just turned that research in, no matter what class and assignment. Just turn that in and been like, listen, instead of doing your work, I did this. If I don't get an A, like I, I don't know You're if right. like we, I can be in this class anymore. Man, I should have documented all of it. Literally, I didn't take a single screenshot or save anything, man. I have man. to do it again. I have to do more bigger sample sizes. We have. To, we must continue. We must push forth. Uh, but this has been the Penny Bloom Podcast. I am Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George, the man who 90% would eat Baby Yoda, and my friend Kyler, who still 100% would not. Uh, it's It's been a real fun time having you guys. You guys should do the research. You'll change your mind. Dude, the, dude, you have to look into the Baby Yoda eating research. Open, man. Uh, open the third eye for Joseph. Dude. I definitely won't be changing my mind. It, but, opened, but, it opened my eyes, but, man. Not even but I got to say that Joseph did do some research. So, hey, maybe give him the time of day. Don't don't dismiss him too early. Oh, it's, it's, impressive. it's impressive. By the way, if any parents are listening, I'm a week ahead in school before hey. I did this research. Respect. That's right, Respect. moms all over America. Yeah, that's right. Goddamn right. A responsible <laughs> child here. Uh, or a responsible adult. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> next week on the Penny Bloom Pod, you will hear me and Tavares dis- discuss Ooh. The Dark Knight. Very excited about that. And uh, and then next Tuesday, we will be talking about The Mandalorian. You know the deal. Every week. Four. Every week, baby. And then maybe even into season two? Bum, bum. See ya. I'll see you guys later. Love you, buddy. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves.